Side Hustle Show 81, the path to 5K a month passive income, sharing what you already know. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Kloper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 81, building a $5,000 a month passive income stream by sharing what you already know. I'm joined by Rob Cubbon, a longtime listener of the show, and actually one of my favorite bloggers at, at robcubbon.com. Definitely worth checking out his stuff if you haven't already, and because Rob has really been crushing it in the digital product space this year earning, like I said, up to $5,000 a month passively as of his last report, which he runs, uh, he publishes them quarterly. And by digital products, I mean online courses and eBooks. Um, you know, something that's, <laughs> you don't have to send a physical thing to, to somebody when they buy it. Um, and when we spoke, he'd actually just up and moved, at least temporarily, from from Drury, England to, uh, to sunny uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand, living the digital nomad dream as we speak. Now, as is... Um as is the custom on the show lately. I've uh, compiled all my notes and highlights uh, from the call along with Rob's top tips into a free downloadable PDF for you at sidehustlenation.com slash 81 or through the link in the episode description of your uh, your podcast player app. You can, you can grab that. Um, the beauty of this kind of business is you can create something once and sell it as many times as you can. It's like, uh, it's like software, it's, you know, books and courses, that sort of thing. It's a beautiful thing. The downside is you can spend a lot of time creating something and never have it sell. So we're going to go over some of Rob's strategies to hedge your bets and, and set yourself up for traction and earnings right out of the gate. Because I've, you know, released a few digital products of my own this year uh, including a book and a couple courses. And at the time that we recorded this, really hadn't had much success at all on Udemy in the, you know, in the six months or something since I'd launched my first course had earned $150, like nothing, uh, definitely not worth the time it took to, to create. Uh, but since then, my latest course on rocking your Kindle launch has done pretty well. And, and hopefully we'll continue to, to make sales, continue to be an asset going forward, and continue to be helpful for up-and-coming authors. Uh, news and updates before we get into the call. Uh, still on vacation out in, uh, in Lisbon right now, rainy Lisbon, I should say. It's uh, a, little bit, a little bit wet this afternoon. Um, but one cool thing, this afternoon I visited uh, what claimed to be the world's oldest continually operating bookstore. They had, I mean, they had the, the Guinness World Records uh, certificate and everything to prove it. And I found a title that seemed to be relevant to side hustling as I was, you know, killing time in the business section. Um, based, on my, based on my rough translation of the, of the Portuguese, it looked like that's what it was about. But I looked down and I saw that the author was Kimberly Palmer from, from Side Hustle Show uh, episode 54. And the book was the, the Portuguese version of The Economy of You, which totally, uh, totally made my day. Anyways, I'm back in California next week and ready to get going on some new projects, some new ideas. So in the meantime, let's get Rob on the line. Hey, Rob, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on. 
You bet, you bet. This is going to be a good one. Rob, everybody, is a uh, graphic design uh, extraordinaire. He blogs at robcubbin.com, and now he's working on uh, digital products like Kindle eBooks and online courses, sharing his uh, his wisdom of doing business online and uh, generating 5K a month at last, uh, at last report. So, Rob, walk me through the... Uh, this journey from from the cubicle and uh, and miserable to this 5k a month uh, passive income. We'll get into this stuff. So what's you know you're, you're working corporate and is there you know what happens? There's a light bulb moment that goes off. What happens? Ah, <laughs> uh, there probably are several light bulb moments, Nick. I'll try and keep it as short as possible, but I'm afraid I have to go back into the dim and distant past <laughs> for me. But uh, you were right in one in, in one sense that I was miserable and I, I, I could go on and, and tell you how just exactly how miserable I was for a number of years. But I wasn't actually, technically speaking, in corporate either. I, was, I wasn't even good enough for corporate. <laughs> I had t- temporary job. This is true. I, I was a temporary kind of um, image uh, typesetter. So it's somebody who does the most menial jobs in graphic design and then that was what I that's where I was in 2006 I was just um, uh, earning money in order to pay the rent and I didn't see a way out of that I had no um, plans to do anything differently but uh, along came the internet sought me out amazingly I managed to put together a website just about in 2005 2006 and luckily somebody told me to install a blogging system called WordPress. And I I started blogging for lack of a better thing to do. And um, one day I suddenly realized I was getting traffic from Google. So I thought, hey, why don't I just keep blogging a bit more and try and get some work uh, so I can do some work from home instead of in that cubicle uh, on those freelance gigs that I used to do. I used to travel in on the underground train in London on miserable wet mornings, which really wasn't p- pleasant. But we'll, we'll carry on with the story instead of going, going uh, talking about the miserable bit. Okay, so, so 2000, uh, 2006, 2007, you set up this blog. Yeah, and, you're, and that was... And you're, what, yeah. are you, what are you writing about? I was just writing about uh, graphic design and uh, little Photoshop tricks at that time, actually. Um, And I was, yeah, graphic, I was trying to pretend that I was a graphic designer, even though technically I wasn't really what you would call a graphic designer. Fake it it till you make it. (laughs) it, Exactly. I I, I certainly fake it. And it worked because sooner or later I started getting um, people phoning me up uh, and I actually ranked for Freelance Graphic Designer London on the first page of Google uh, for quite some considerable time around 2008, 2009. And yeah, for that reason, I I immediately started picking up work from home. And the work was immediately more exciting. It was more interesting because it was graphic design. People thought I could do these wonderful things uh, like logos and stuff. And uh, sooner or later, I was getting bigger and better clients. And um, I was very happy because within two years of setting up the blog, which is unbelievable these days, but I think it still can be done these days, um, I was able to stop working, uh, stop going to work for other people. In 2008, I I worked my last freelance temporary role and have been um, working on my own business ever since. Oh, my God. So that was quite a long time ago. (laughs) 
Wow, congratulations. No, I've been uh, yeah. full-time uh, since 2008 myself, a full-time self-employed since 2008 as well. So uh, a similar story, although my blog never, you know, when I, the blog I had at the time was not generating that kind of, um, <laughs> it wasn't generating clients, it wasn't generating business like that. So very, very cool. And would people, like, you, you people might say, well, that was eight years ago or that was, yeah. you know, seven years ago. Is there still... Uh, an opportunity on the blogging front? Or is it just too crowded now? Yeah, I'm gl- really glad you asked that question, Nick, because you're absolutely right. People do say that, but I will always, I will always bang the drum of of blogging. I would, al- I would always say it's it's worthwhile because um, I tried this out in 2013 and it still works. I set up a blog in 2013 and I started writing blog posts and I wrote one. A guest blog post and I did it in exactly the same way in other words I was writing um, blog posts about how much does a freelance graphic designer charge in London and that would be the title okay. so you've got you've got obvious keywords there and and I, I, um, I got Google traffic from Google Analytics which only tells you about 10% of what's actually happening and I got sort of client traffic you know so buying intent traffic with people saying freelance graphic designer London uh, in 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 the Google search phase and right. I got that last year on a new blog so absolutely people can do it these days they've just got to just keep blogging and and experiment with the titles get the keywords in there and, and don't write anything too general like what is design you know that'll that'll go nowhere but keep it specific write about what you like and uh, what 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 you're passionate about and i'm sure it will still work in these in 2014 2015 is there any traffic generating uh hacks that you employed or is just hey i just wrote this stuff and magically the traffic started to appear yeah, it's uh, all just the basics of keywords in the titles, um, you know, having nice long blog posts and uh, working on relationships uh, with, with people in my niche for, for the links and the usual social stuff. Nothing, nothing intelligent, um, no, no great <laughs> SEO magic or dark art. I wish there was. Well, I think, you know, I think you're, you're glossing over the point that you know, the stuff really is link worthy. Like I've, re- you know, I've read your your blog probably over the past year or so, and it's it's genuinely interesting and and good quality material. And like so, I always I've like yeah, I've sent it, I've sent several people there just you know word of mouth like oh check out Rob you know I don't want to you know beat a beat a you know re- reinvent the wheel like I'll just send people to Rob's post on topic X Y Z, um, wow. and I think that's probably uh, an important distinction. You know, rather than I don't know, I kind of Matt uh, a few episodes ago echoed the same thing, like, you know, build something worth, uh, you know, worth sharing or worth linking to, you don't really have to worry about building a private blog network or doing other, you know, weird directory submission, article spinning, stuff like that. I guess so, Nick. Um, but God, that was a nice thing you just said about my articles. I, th- I think uh, about five years ago, I don't think they were that good. I, I think uh, <laughs> I- I've written my fair share of stinkers in my time, and that certainly wouldn't have got linked to um, for, for for anyone for any reason. But uh, I think over the years, you do another great thing about blogging is it teaches you to write. You cannot fail to get 
to become a better writer if you keep on writing and um so so i think i've got i definitely have got better over the years with, with my blog posts and but sometimes i just can't think what to write i think the, the one i've i've just published one actually just before i came out it's it's really rubbish, you know. It's about it's my my favourite WordPress plugin, so beat that for originality. But um, yeah, I think I think um, oh, I try and make essential WordPress plugins. And see, what's this missing? What's this missing is a uh, a number. You know, everybody wants to share ah, 70, 71 essential WordPress plugins, <laughs> and then you get. Nick, you're right. I'm. Uh, I gotta. I gotta go back and change. <laughs> I don't think I can number them. Oh, well, okay. I'll get, it's I'll, such I'll, a. I don't know. Like, does the world need another half-assed list post and stuff like this? I, I have a conflict over it, but I'm I'm just as guilty as everybody else. <laughs> we'll we'll try everything. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But thanks for what you said, Nick. That, oh, that you bet. Really, you bet. Cool. Thank so, you. So, so you're writing about like, hey, here's how to you know do task X Y Z in in Photoshop and then at, at the bottom of the post you have a button like hey if you don't want to mess around with it just hire me or how does it how do you how are you uh, kind of funneling that traffic into being your clients it wasn't any honestly it was just it, I never even said that at the bottom of the post I, I just um, had a contact uh, button uh, which everyone else does at the top uh, on, on the nav bar um, actually to answer your question of SEO hacks. I had a number of good titles. One was creating, this is a bit technical, but creating um, interactive PDFs with InDesign. And it just so happened a really good client in London was looking for someone who could create interactive PDFs with InDesign. So that that worked. Another one was uh, how much does a freelance graphic designer charge in London? It's a great blog post to write right if you're if you're any sort of freelance and i wouldn't say you should call yourself a freelance you should call yourself a business but let's say you are um a a copywriter and uh, how much does a coffee copywriter charge and you can write an article about that you don't have to give away how much you charge you're talking about how much people charge in general in in the market and (laughs) you'll get you'll get traffic from people who are looking to employ a freelance copywriter because they're going to want to know how much they charge so that was a, that was one little article that that paid dividends that's an interesting one to think about the searcher's intent uh you know yeah. kind of these buying keywords and yeah, then yeah. And some content around that and then funneling you know are you building uh, an email list at this time or are you just kind of just sitting very passively the contact <laughs> form up in the up in the nav bar it, it was all very passive and very sort of low tech in those days. I I can't remember when I did start the email list, and more and more, it, the, the clients didn't tend to join the email list. The people who tended to join the email list were more my customers for for you know later on when I created um, products to sell. Okay. Um, so so the actual sort of clients who who you know were just interested in me doing a, a small task for them or a big task for them hopefully you know I, I didn't set up the the email list for them maybe I should have done but uh yeah it was it was in a case of people just contacting me through through the website that's uh, no that's really good and I, and I think kind of the by having the blog on your personal domain 
Like it sets yourself yeah. up for this transition. Uh, you know, you, you're not saying oh, this is London graphic design freelance.com, yeah. you know, yeah. this is, this is yeah. me, you know, and, and as my interests in, in business change, I can change the, the content of the blog, change the layout to, does it still generate design business for you? Or is it kind of primarily focused on the digital products now? It, to a lesser extent, I tend to, if anyone, people do ask me to do jobs for them, but it doesn't tend to be a good client. So over the years, I've tended to um, stick with the good clients. And, and by that, I, I mean large, or you know, huge organizations with lots of money, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> to put it bluntly, um, that they're the ones that, that, that it's better to work for. The sort of freelance people, the solopreneurs, um, who who asked me to do things for me, for them? You know, I never would. I never take it on because it'll only be a lot of hard work for very little money. Right, because, right, right. You know, that's that's who they're gonna. That's what they want. And um, and and so yeah, it, it's people still contact me for work, but it's not. It usually doesn't come to anything. So are you still doing the the graphic work for the for the big corporate clients? I am. I've kept on. I've kept on some uh, clients and I still work for them to this day. Yeah. Because so it like um, you've got them on a retainer basis or as a project basis. How does it work? No, they just know where I am and they've worked with me. <laughs> they work with me. Okay. Anytime time. they have a project, they'll come and say, yeah. Rob, can you help us out with this? Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause, cause the business has transitioned into these other, these other channels. So let's talk yeah, yeah. about, uh, let's talk about Udemy first because this, okay. or, or just, we can say online courses and Udemy.com being, you know, one of the, one of the main platforms for that. What was, you know, what was your strategy getting started on, on that course? Cause I've, you know, I've just submitted my new, my new course for approval and I'm hoping to get some free coaching out of this, but like I haven't, so I've got a couple up there now. I haven't had a ton of success um, on Udemy yet. And so I'm hoping to reverse right. that trend. Right. Okay. So let's, uh, um, let's talk video courses then. And I've got to say that, uh, you know, it's a long game. When I say long, you know, a few months, it's nothing, not a huge amount of time. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's something you've got to stick at. But um, so, so let's, if, you, if I take it back to the way I got into it, it actually came through YouTube. Well, not through YouTube, but I had been on YouTube for a, a few years because I had been writing tutorial-type posts, and I suddenly thought, well, really, you know, this will be better off in a video than than me laboriously writing down what you do in Photoshop. Okay, um, doing screen know, caps and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I did start on YouTube for a while, and then I had a mate, a blogging buddy called Tara Roskill uh, in the UK and she blogs out of graphicdesignblog.co.uk and she'd been on Udemy. I'd never heard of them before but she she had a course called um, Designing a Logo, a beginner's course and she was doing really well on that. She 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 told me um, you know how, how well she'd done and Udemy was uh, quite a new platform in those days. Um, so I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'll, I'll go back uh, and 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 tell you how I got started, uh, because my my videos on YouTube, you know, some some of them were doing quite well. Get, you know, had a few views. Others had sort of fifty views after a year. You know, okay. and that, um, sounds, that sounds like my YouTube stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have stuff on YouTube, Nick, uh, you could do a lot worse than if it if it if you could bundle it together with other stuff. 
and create a course from it and put it on YouTube and put it on Udemy. Remember, if it's free on YouTube, you have to have it free on Udemy. But having a free course on Udemy is quite a good way to go as well. Um, and it gets a little bit complicated with Udemy's, here we go again, commission structure and what and rules and the way they change them all the time. And we do have to be a little bit careful about what we say here because things are liable to change. Yeah, we won't um, stress too much about their, you know, their yeah. constant payout structures and stuff like that. But so you're yeah. putting, you, so you're compiling all these uh, tutorial videos and say, hey, these have a common theme. We can, I can create a course out of this. Yeah, exactly. And I found I found I could I actually had three ready-made courses, uh, which I could put put there. They weren't great, but they were okay for free courses on Udemy. And because they were free, I got tons of signups. And you, anyone who puts a free course out on Udemy, uh, more or less, will get pretty much. Um, loads of subscribers every day and this is these are people watching your video seeing your logo listening to your voice having exposure to your brand and it's it's all good and especially good in those days i then created a premium course um and i was able to promote to the people on my free courses and unfortunately you can't do that now but there's a way around it um, and okay, so, let's hear it. Lay it on. Lay it on us. <laughs> um, so no, you know, nowadays you can just convert your free courses to paid courses because you can only promote to people who are on your paid courses now. You can't so, message. You can't message the people who are on your. Uh, no, n- not anymore. Not with a promotional email. You're allowed to message them, but you. What can't. if your message is just like, "Join my new, join my new course"? <laughs> not uh, cool. Not allowed. That, that's kind of considered promotional, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have their rules. And, you gave them something uh, for free. You ought to be able to send them something. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I kind I, of I wasn't, wasn't argue. that. <laughs> the rules are the rules. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Google, Facebook, they've all got their rules, haven't they? So, but you can get around it. You just, just. Um, Make a free course, wait for it to fill up with a few thousand people and make it paid. But the problem is once it's paid, you can't go back to free and, and fill up with more people. So you need to keep this course uh, creation process um, fairly consistently. But that's just the same as any other thing I've done online. You've just got to be consistent with it. Hmm. Okay. So you make your premium course, but you set the price to free initially and then you can message all of your other students in your other free courses to say, hey, come join my other free course. And then later, once you have your critical mass of students, that's when you up the price. Yeah, I mean, you can you get people on your free course anyway, and, and oh, okay. then you up the price, and, and then you can sell to your premium courses. But, you know, even that's not that important. I mean, even if you have a, a premium course only, and you, you can you can promote it to your list if you have a list, and you'll get sales. And Udemy's organic sales are great. I mean, I make more money from Udemy's sales than I do my own. And every week, every month, that's just organic, just revenue coming in from Udemy's search engine and Udemy's advertising. Um, are you are you doing anything to funnel the people from your free courses like into your? 
into your brand, into your online empire in some way? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I always say in at least one video at the beginning and one video at the end, if you want, you know, I just direct them to my squeeze page. And that gets that gets loads of really good leads. And that's totally kosher and that's allowed? Yep, yeah. As long as you don't, you know, as long as you don't really make it ridiculously obvious that you're doing that on every video, then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Just like have a, have a little like scrolling, uh, you know, like Fox News style update down at the bottom that says, you know, join the thing. Okay. Yeah, flashing red. Um, so, but the, but the content has got to be, if you're going to pay, if you're going to charge for it, it's got to be exclusive to, um, to you to me you can't you to me at least at least 70% of it yeah i would put 20 or 30% on youtube as a as a teaser oh okay 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 yeah and so so what what kind of courses are you are you creating you did something similar to this logo design course or is, or are they graphic design related what are, what are they all about yeah they're um uh, setting up wordpress and uh photoshop and also moving into the online promotion space how to how to market yourself online you know how to have a successful blog uh, email marketing so yeah they're 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 about lots of different things but design as well wordpress yeah and people buy this stuff it seems like there's so much like free you know free like how to set up wordpress there's got to be a million like youtube videos on how to set up wordpress but people buy it yeah yeah, they they buy it, Nick. <laughs> um, there is a huge market out there. I agree with you. It's, it's all it's <laughs> not, all there. For not, free. not to discount your work at all. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I I had the same doubts myself. But the beauty of this, uh, the beauty of Udemy for me, has been it's given me the confidence to believe that there are there is a market out there for online career skills, or call it what you may, sort of online learning about this sort of thing uh there's a lot people are hungry for video content of this type and they will pay for it i mean the the results speak for themselves okay um interesting um interesting stuff for sure do what what kind of prices are these courses at well, this is the funny thing, but you, you tend to price a two or three hour course at eighty to ninety dollars. I know that sounds a lot. Uh, Pricing is completely up to you, and it's you know you can do what you want. But the thing is, as, as everyone knows, Udemy really makes a bulk, a bulk of their sales. Probably ninety seven percent of their sales are on discounts. So at the moment, they're running a Halloween pr- discount every month. There'll be some sort of new scheme the way you can get a course for ten dollars fifteen dollars twenty dollars so people end up spending that so ten to twenty dollars on a course but the course is usually on at eighty to ninety dollars have you have you found it's something of a of a portfolio business where you know just having one course or two courses isn't going to necessarily do that much for you but all of a sudden there's a there's a tipping point or something where there's the cumulative effect of having uh, you know, five, six, ten different ones really starts to to change things. Yes, <laughs> in, in a word, you know, you've got it. You've got it spot on, Nick. I mean, it's just not a tipping point, but things really have started happening. Um, and I'm sure I, they wouldn't happen for me if I had just one or two courses there and, and sat back on it. Uh, you're just going to say, you know, it's 80-20. One of the courses is going to be a hit. Yeah. And you don't and you don't know which one it is. Exactly the same with Kindle, you know. Yeah. 
have you done anything specific to to get reviews or when you launch a new course what are you you know what's your what's your promotional tactic to to get the word out on it yeah you know, i've done really little on it uh, nick <laughs> <laughs> you know really little i mean just uh, obviously at the at the start i promoted it to my list and that that's a big deal because i'll always get sales for, for you anyone will get sales from their list do you, uh, do you say like hey this is a limited time discount or just hey i introduced this new course i think you'll like it trying to think i can't remember but i should think i did the limited time discount yeah i mean that's always that's always the way it goes um and at the same time you can or or another email you can ask for reviews and and you'll get them uh from your list but now i don't even do that because i want uh, i've got i'm i'm going to stop promoting to my list the udemy courses um and um and just try and 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 do as little as possible really just create the courses and um and and then i'll just be promoting to my udemy people so two to three hours of a video for the for the course you know is primarily just screen capture kind of voiceover stuff that's what i do but you can also do slides you know i also did the my actually actually my most popular course is slides oh okay like powerpoint voice okay yeah okay, yeah okay that's been my my challenge. Like I have no problem with the screen capture stuff, with the PowerPoint stuff, but when I've got to do the like the talking head style, like uh, you know, to get the camera set up and do the video, and then they're like, you're, you know, because they're they're really picky about quality in a lot of cases uh, to make sure your your course gets approved. And I don't know, they're like, your video says it's HD, but it doesn't look very HD. Like, what are you? Like, I don't know. I just turned on the camera, so. Um, <laughs> But but that's good. So they'll they'll take a course that like does not have your you you, you don't have to show your face like talking on it. Yeah, and um, I I think it's nice to put your face in there, but I wouldn't do it more for my with my face. I wouldn't do it more than five uh, percent of the whole course. Okay, why you know so why not why not sell this stuff directly now that you're now that you're the guy with the you know with the big uh, blog platform, the email list, and all this stuff. Like why not? Um, because you say, hey, Udemy takes yeah. half or I don't know how much, you know, they take a varying percentage of the of the course fees. So why not just sell the stuff through your own site? Absolutely. And that's uh, exactly what I'm, I'm doing at the moment. I've, oh, done, okay. I've set up, I've set up a, a membership site, but boy, it's a lot of work and it's not as easy. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It's something I've got to do and, and I, I am doing. Okay. That was been, that was kind of a... Uh, a channel like oh you know should I sell this direct should I just go through Udemy I'll t- I'll take another crack at Udemy just because they make it so like just drag and drop I'm gonna drag this yeah. video over yeah. here this video over here like really really easy to do and they do a nice job on the sales page and all this stuff for you so there's you know there's some value built in there for sure yeah for sure for sure but I mean it's got the beauty of this the whole thing is you don't have to be exclusive anywhere so the answer is just do it ev- put it everywhere. Okay, that was the next question. Uh, like, yeah. what other what other platforms do you do you syndicate to? Okay, so I've had success with Skillfeed, uh, which is a um, which is created by the guys at Shutterstock, and you get paid by the minute viewed there. And it's you know it's not it's not great, but it's totally passive. You just put the courses up there. You don't even get student feedback. Oh wow. It's, yeah. By the, so if somebody's watching your video, um, you're getting residual income, passive income. 
Absolutely. You created, yeah. So if you created the course, you might as well put it up. Is yeah. it like an approval process? How does it work? Yeah, this is exactly this. But if oh. it gets on, if it gets approved on Udemy, it's likely to be approved on on the others as well. Oh, all right. I'm gonna. I gotta put my thing on Skillfeed. Okay. Put your put your thing on Skillfeed. Uh, skill, yeah, Skillfeed and Skillshare. I'm just starting now, and it's looking good. Okay. But I, I haven't got enough information about that yet to, to give you. Okay. What about? So, so what's next? Could you kind of keep pumping these things out? Or are you, you worried about running out of topics? Or what's, you know, you're kind of like, are you repurposing the, the uh, course material into book form and, and putting on Kindle? What's, is, that, is that part of the plan? Yeah, it, it all is. I mean, they're all repurposable. And I'm glad you mentioned Kindle there because uh, I, I, a lot of it is cross-promotional. I mean, I can write, write a Kindle and it sort of, distills my thoughts about a subject and then I can bring it over to a, a, a Udemy course and shoot some screen uh, screencasts and and make it into a course and you can sell the you can sell the Udemy courses on the Kindles very easily and um, yeah I haven't uh, I'm not worried about running out of, of <laughs> material at the moment because uh, everyone's asking me to do a course on creating courses right Probably that's you know that's the thing you know everybody sees the the five grand a month in yeah uh, yeah exactly online yeah. income and they're like well whoa how did you uh how did you get there how do we back into this yeah so starting out with the free courses and then kind of just leveling up from there yeah i mean that's uh, that's my next my next project is is to do one like that and um uh, you know, I, I, people are asking me to do Kindle ones, and and I I'm not, you know, as you know, Nick. I mean, I I think I, this time last year I just started on my Kindle journey, so I'm not the big expert on Kindle. But um, people people are asking me to create courses on that as well, so um, I'll be looking into that one as well. Cool. But you're the Kindle expert, of course. That's the topic of my my latest Udemy adventure. So. Uh... Uh, check it out. Go go buy it on Udemy. Uh, I, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Trying to you know leverage what you what you know, what you've had some success with, and transitioning that into you know helping other people uh, learn you know learn kind of this the step by step stuff, like the real like the juicy tactical stuff. And that was what was fun of putting this this course together to go into like really nitty gritty details, um, you know, screen sharing, like, oh, here's the exact process that uh, that you can follow. Because there there is like a proven kind of systematic approach to do this. And probably two thirds of it comes before you ever, you know, launch the book. Like there's so much kind of like laying <laughs> the foundation that comes into it. Yeah, well, I, I know, I know exactly. I mean, I I read your blog post about it and heard your um, heard your your solo um, podcast about it, and that didn't even include everything you did. So I think people do appreciate the nitty gritty de- technical details because people like to gloss over that, and it's hard. It's, it, it's hard to to put that all down in writing and it's hard to create a video course about it. Um, so, so when you do it well, I, I think it can be extremely useful to people and they, and they really, and they really appreciate it. I mean, you know, the, 
the the reviews I've got and and the emails I get are quite quite amazing. And so uh, I certainly wish you the best of luck with that. You certainly deserve um, it certainly deserves to be successful because I'm sure there's a um, there's a lot of Kindle stuff out there that's absolute rubbish, <laughs> as I'm sure you know. Well, it, it is. It changes, you know, from time to time as well. So there's different tactics that kind of come into vogue or get uh, get discovered, and then you know maybe they get played out. So who knows? But I wanted to ask if you because this the kind of the the YouTube to Udemy strategy is like like is really really fascinating to me it's like look these videos weren't doing anything for me on YouTube 50 yeah. views but all of a sudden now it's it's positioned as a as a free course like they're bundled together and yeah. it's like all of a sudden the value uh you know the perceived value is so much higher yeah and you can funnel these people kind of into your into your into your empire into your list and then eventually sell them something down the road or eventually push them into paid courses. Do, is, is there any like um, SEO for Udemy or like U, USO, uh, you know, a Udemy optimization? Like how, do you, how do you make sure your course kind of shows up in their, in their results? Yeah, we see that. I mean, that's true what you said about YouTube. Um, it's very, very, very good point. Um, as for SEO, I'm afraid I I have done very little on Udemy SEO. I mean, it it, it is there. Um, I, I've just done the basics, you know, put 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 the keywords in the title, try and make the title as 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 clickable as possible. I mean, look at the successful guy um, on Udemy at the moment, Alan Hill, who's absolutely crushing it. He's on four grand a week. Oh my gosh. Um, and his his title was how to earn two dollars how to earn two thousand dollars a month on YouTube with no filming, um, and that's because he has a YouTube a successful YouTube channel that earns him two thousand a month in just in advertising revenue, which okay. means he gets crazy video views. Yeah, no um, kidding. You but, have a ton of traffic to, to oh, get any yeah. kind of uh, rev share from from YouTube. Exactly, but you can see what the ti- that title is telling people is that you know it's it's easy to make to you know is there's there's some sort of ease of it, but also more importantly, it, it's a it's concrete pr- result. Yeah, exactly, and it proven he'll he'll show his YouTube stats and and it, and, and the you know I I. I you know whether you want to make out as though it's easy or not. I mean, obviously, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, a lot of your listeners will will probably like to sort of uh, be more uh, frank with people. You know, so you're going to have to work hard to to make this sort of money. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. Um, you know, you get the ideas. A proven ability to um, to get a result, and whether it's money or a skill, is it, it, very good in the title. That's not really SEO. It's more sort of uh, combination between SEO and, and clickability as well for the yeah, title. A little bit, a little bit of salesmanship involved. I got to reach yeah. out to this uh, Alan guy because I did have a, I had a request for a, a YouTube um, a YouTube side hustle show. So we'll have to uh, see if we can uh, you know share some of his secrets on a, on a later show. Yeah, he'd be a good one to talk to, definitely. Any any kind of parting thoughts? Like, um, you know, somebody wanted to do this as a side hustle in an hour a day. You know, how are they? You know, what would be the best way to get started if you had to start over today? Like, no platform, no nothing. What you know, what path do you follow? 
Yeah, I like that question because I love your show, Nick. <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's a great <laughs> show. I've listened to uh, a great majority of the episodes. And why I love the side hustle bit because I was side hustling and I'm still side hustling because I was, you know, I was working uh, and I had a side hustle setting up the graphic design business. And then I had a graphic design business and I had a side hustle of the uh, information products. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be side hustling. And I love that because it is an hour a day. You can get up and write 500 words, 800 words, whatever you like, um, every, every morning or every evening. And at the end of a few weeks, a month, you've got a Kindle book. It's the same with video courses. I, when I do a video course, I like to, to create one video a day. So, you know, a five-minute video, actually, it only takes me five minutes to, to make. The, the editing, probably maybe another hour yeah exactly it's it's way more time consuming than i yeah, ever yeah, thought but, it would be yeah but considering the minimum uh, time for a udemy course is half an hour so that's five hours editing and and maybe half an hour shooting is it's not a lot if you if you don't set up that camera to you know, right. you know if, if you just use screen screen flow so this one hour a day thing is 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 totally achievable i i would do one hour a day creating some sort of product either a book or a video course um and i'd I have about one hour a week as well and do a blog post every week um have a list and and that that starts your machine you know you you have a conversation with with your audience your 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 audience grows as you create more blog posts and content you you get feedback from the audience about the blog posts and products that you should create and so the virtual the virtuous circles keeps rolling you you get better feed a bigger audience better feedback better products and bigger audience it, it just grows on itself so I, I think that idea of um, a little bit every day uh, growing your business is 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 a really really powerful one no i do i do too kind of that um you know incremental take the take the steps or make you know, one one foot in front of the other every day um i love it rob uh, everyone check check him out robcubbin.com we'll link to that in the show notes we'll also link to uh, all his udemy stuff of course so you can check out and see what he's doing on that platform as well and rob we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for side hustle nation number one tip for side hustle nation would have to be consistency um yeah, keep, keep keep your blog posts coming keep keep the products coming uh, don't spend too long on on your one perfect classic product that's taking you months and months and months and lock yourself away get out there and ask your audience what they think of your idea and, and push it out just push it out just don't fail fail quickly and keep going and and don't worry about putting out stuff that's not perfect because it'll never be perfect. Just consistently put it out. I love it. Thanks so much, Rob. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Nick. I enjoyed it. Cheers. Cheers. Now, as is uh, per the usual, I've compiled all my notes and highlights along with Rob's top tips for you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 81 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. And one thing that stood out to me in Rob's number one tip calling for consistency is that many 
of these side hustles really are uh, portfolio businesses. And what I mean by that is your, your first product may not be a hit. Your second product may not be a hit. Your third product may not be a hit. But the cumulative effect and the cumulative experience of putting great stuff out into the universe eventually it gets noticed. Like I got, I got an email from, from Steve Scott the other day. He went into detail about his Kindle earnings and how uh, the 80-20 rule still very much applied across his massive portfolio of, of Kindle titles. And that's the thing, like the, the bulk of your income may come from one or two products or projects, but you never know what that product is going to be until you consistently build out that, that portfolio. Anyway, I thought it was a good tip, so I'll, I'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, if I don't see you, and I will catch up with you next week in episode 82. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 